No. Oh my God. He's not supposed to go this way. Camden County, this is Brad Cole, the new owner of New Wave Batting Cages, previously known as the Camden Cages, across the street from Howard Peoples Park and right next to the fire department. If you see us cleaning up and renovating, shoot us a honk. Let us know that you care. I care. I really care that uh, I, I, I'm worried. I'm worried that my buddy's not okay. Well, all right. He's all right. That was years ago. Duncan Cannon went through a fucking table. That shit looked painful. I'm going to end the show with that. We're going to get back to that before we end. Uh, so without further ado, mickmotherwell.com. You know where to find me. This is Bagpipes to Banjos. Different Bagpipes to Banjos this evening uh, or this morning. Whenever you're listening, Duncan Cannon is going to do a shoot interview with all the bands he played with. That sounds like a good fucking idea. Quickly, and before we get him on, before we get sentimental and he makes fun of me for it, I think I've met the guy once, twice. I, I super consider him one of my best buddies. He's there for me. He's always good. He's always a good supporter of the show. Funny as fuck. Like, I'm the yin to his yang in a weird way. Like, if you took us and made one guy, probably it'd be an all right guy. But you get the worst of it when you get me. You get the best of it when you get Duncan. Um, and we just can't, you know, if we were gay, we'd be a power couple. That is 100% true. Um, Duncan, no, talented podcast host. Uh, as you see, professional wrestler, uh, musician, played with a ton, a ton of bands. Uh, he's just moved. I, I don't know. We're going to ask him about what he, where he's at and what he's doing right now. And then obviously, uh, as far as I know, a super talented and amazing husband and father as well. We are pumped to have him, and I'm pumped to have him. Again, one of my best buddies, Duncan Cannon. Welcome, my friend. What's up? Yeah, you were 
you're playing that footage, man. I'm just laughing because I just remember. I was watching it. You, yeah. Yeah. Like I, the only thing I really replayed on that was me going through the table for my podcast. Like I just cut that and just play it like in a loop for a sec. I think it's, I think it's funny. If I, if I had the capabilities, I would have just had Duncan. Like that was, <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's got to feel was, good. Man. And that, um, that show was amazing. Like it was something that I put on myself. Right. Um, and I, I charged free admission to it. The work, everyone worked for free just because everyone loved my dad so much. And oh, then man. like, it was, it was, like 500 plus people in that shitty fairgrounds building. <laughs> I got like chills when you're saying it. I don't want to bring up too much bullshit. This is a stupid comedy show and we're ready to make fun and talk shit and do whatever we want to do <laughs> oh, today. Yeah. But uh, just, uh, I've been in dark places with the loss of loved ones and things like that. As, yeah. as obviously yourself, but God, you imagine someone just, just 500 people in a shitty fairground, wherever it is, yeah. just lifting you up, man. Mm -hmm. And that, what a memory, what a cool time. And, it was, God, crazy. It was a few days before wow. my dad's birthday tribute. too. Oh man, you know, Jesus! It was it was something, something I'll, I'll never erase for sure. You know, something that won't ever leave my memory. Right, man. Right. Sure. Like that's just uh, that's just special. Um, and that's part of my intro. I wish I had more to say about. Yeah, I wish I could. But part of my intro is you're a special guy. Um, as we said, you're you're willing to put your life on the line for a performance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm sure you you can kind of relate to that with with some of your music that you've played and, and <laughs> what you've done. And, like, uh, yeah. I mean, did you ever have like a before we get into anything crazy or weird uh, or personal? Or, yeah, yeah. Did you ever have one of those moments in music where it was just like like similar to 500 people chanting your name in a fairground? And <laughs> you know, did you ever have one of those? This is why I do this. Or yeah, always, and it's always with Hatton Still, always. Like Hatton. no, like Hatton Still is is the band that that made me who I am. Um, and every time we would play, there was this place in Valdosta, there's uh, Bremerton around Valdosta. Oh, State. bro, yeah, it was Blue Water. We played Blue Water frequently back in the day. And you say back in the hold on real quick, I gotta cut you off. You say back in the day, Blue Water didn't exist before I graduated Valdosta. Yeah, it was um, 2012, think. 2013. Yeah, I left in 09. Yeah. Uh, Blue Water was fucking wild, dude, because every time it would, every, like, it would just pack, and like the, the stage was on the same level as the bar. And I would just, I was wireless, so I would just walk across the bar and shit. It was oh, really cool. one of those. And it was just people actually giving a fuck. No, man, exactly. And yeah. those college towns are great. So, Hatton Steel, sorry. Uh, you're in Remerton playing. Mm hmm. And that's kind of when you're just like people give a fuck. It's college. It's, it's yeah. whatever. When people, when people actually give a fuck about what you're doing, and that's that's what makes the music worth it. I mean that, and obviously, I mean it's fun to play music. But would you say it's more that? Uh, let's see. Do you have a preference? Like, do you like the younger crowd? Do you? I mean, is, it, is it you? Is it the band? Like, what 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 makes it click on every on any given night? Well, I, I think from a musician's whenever, perspective, whenever the band is tight, is tight. Whenever everything just you know, when you're not fucking up, when you're tight, right. as, when you're tight as none pussy, and the crowd knows you're tight, <laughs> that's when that's when things click. Like when you're tight and you start hitting notes that you didn't think you could hit. You know what I mean? Just like spur of the moment, right? Um, sometimes even in Hatton Still, we never practice. We never have ever practiced in the past seven years. But whenever we get together, it's like no time has passed. Now, are you guys kind of embracing and doing more jams and stuff? You know, because you uh, don't 
practice so much? Are you doing like seven yeah. minute versions of cool. like a four minute song? Or yeah, and, and some sometimes we'll just we'll look at each other and be like, it's in the key of D. Uh, just look at my hands, and we'll just go, and it'll be seamless. All right. So, you know, what happened? What, why are you guys not playing still? Why are you guys not together? Oh, we are together. Um, we we've we've well, always been me, right. <laughs> so we've always been we've always been ah, a, a, a group, but it's like I joined the band in 2011, literally the day after I graduated. Actually, the day I graduated high school, I played my first gig with them. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and then that started my musical. Like that. I was my professional musical journey. And then you get paid um, that night. Yeah, I did a hundred bucks. Awesome. Yeah, and All then right. um, you're a pro musician the yeah. day you graduate high school. Yeah, dude, I was. Yeah, but the the thing about Hatton Still is it went from playing twice to three times a weekend to playing maybe once a month. But that one time we play, it's like quality over quantity. Um, we used to play fucking Kerrigan's in in Lyons, Georgia, six days a week and getting paid six hundred bucks at the end of the week. Which when I after I left college, I thought I was doing well with eight hundred dollars a week. Um, at, at my first job, yeah, so that's with the graduate uh, with the degree. Like, hey, look at me, uh, eight hundred bucks a week, and you're making six hundred bucks a week playing music. Shitty that you're such a routine now, and, and blah blah blah. But not bad money. Wanna, I want to preface Kerrigan's by saying that they made they made us really really tight. They Kerrigan's right. Well, that's practice. Without Kerrigan's, I wouldn't be as good of a musician as I am. But like I said you you didn't practice, but that, that is one hundred percent live hardcore practice. Yeah, but um, if there's one thing that I will say is that Kerrigan's made me realize I, I, I knew when to leave Kerrigan's when I saw one of their security guards punch a guy out for no fucking reason on the deck, uh, shattered this guy's orbital bone for no fucking reason, and I was like, I'm, I don't need to be associated with these people anymore. Kerrigan's is in Lyons, Georgia. Lyons, Georgia, and I, I really and, hope, and I, and I want to say, I really hope that they that they tamed their Byron security Becca. because <laughs> they just they they just were would abuse their power tremendously. Was I mean that, is that what it was? I mean, when you say no reason, you, I mean you mean like so figure out a reason. No, so this guy got this guy got escorted out because he was arguing with his wife, and they they didn't want anything to happen or whatever. So they just no domestic. And, 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 and me, it was me, Jason Chancey. We'll talk about him later. Me, Jason Chancey, and this this Mexican guy are just hanging out. He's drunk. You know, we're just talking, having a good time. The security guy's like, I thought I told you to leave. And he's like, I'm, I'm at the bar. I'm just talking with these guys. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, it's no, my wife, having, dude. No, I was like, we're just having a conversation. And, and the dude just punches this guy right in the fucking face. And he hits the concrete. And blood is all over the concrete. Holy fuck, dude. I was like, there's no fucking reason for that. And then the next day, the fucking next day, because we had to play a block. So the next day, we're there in the afternoon to practice. And the security guy's like, hey, I need you to come to the office. So we go to the office, and he's like, I need you to write your name and your phone number down. And if the and if the police contact you, I need you to, to tell them that he attacked uh, me. Yeah. I was like, I was like, sure. Sure, bro. bro. Because gotcha, I, I know where my bread is buttered, but if if they were to contact me, I'd be like, that yep, guy punched him out for no reason. Bury yeah. him under the fucking jail. Well, I, that was actually what I was gonna. You know, I mean, oh, this is about you and your bands. But what I'm thinking when you say that is like, if I punched you out like that in the street, me and you are arguing. I I hit you hard enough that you hit the concrete. That's it. Don't want to happen. And then there's blood everywhere. I'm arrested for murder. 
But if I got a security shirt on, yeah, dude, this is. You, I, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. What? I could do a fucking Mortal Kombat fatality, and I'll just I'll be at work the right. next. But I got a fucking neon shirt that says security. By the mm-hmm. way, I'm not licensed or anything. I just. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm, I'm just, just working for sixty bucks cash. I'm just a guy with good hands, like <laughs> that's it. Big hands, dude. Yeah, big hands. Oh, I've met a lot of little dick security guards in my time. Oh yeah, as you could yeah, probably imagine. In Valdosta, dude. In Valdosta, look, yeah. I, I'll tell you, I got one. It's called Charlie O'Corley's. It might turned into uh, Blue Water. Yeah. Um, and I'm at front of the crowd. The stage is this much higher than the. The four, yeah. like the big four. And like, I'm just, the band's all right. It's like one in the morning. So it's party time and yeah, yeah. the band's all right. And they're playing like that punky bullshit, but it's 2002 or something. Yeah, and uh, this guy in the front, he, he probably looks like me, chubby. And he's just like looking off the band and he's just like, <laughs> and <laughs> nothing's great. happening. I'm like, this guy's great. Like, <laughs> so I just joined him. I, I, and you know me enough to know that I grabbed him and, I'm flicking off the band too, and yeah. for and then for like two seconds I do it, and then I leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to dance too. He's bobbing. Sure enough, bro. This this lead lead guitarist, lead singer goes and just fucking spears this motherfucker right off the stage. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I'm drunk as fuck, but like I sober up in a split second, and go, yeah. oh shit, I'm part. And as soon as I look, here comes the drummer at me, and. Obviously, it's college. You're going to run into these yeah. amateurs that just can't take it. Mm-hmm. I I didn't think – I thought that was his buddy. Like, if you're on stage and not his front row, it probably happened, actually, where I've been like – that's what I thought was going on. Yeah. Straight up, bam, bam, bam. I'm kicked out. What for? <laughs> like, the band stopped playing and attacked us. Yeah. So, uh, like, I was just, again, bottom. It's a, little more, it's a little more unprofessional on the band's part than your part. <laughs> you, know? you should not be paying them. I'm here every day. Week, you know, like whatever. It's what the fuck. It was only, crazy as fuck. I only interact with the crowd like that if they're being physical with me. Like my bass player, the bass player in Hatton still. Someone grabbed the mic and kept doing that and kept hitting him in the mouth. He had and all right like, to beat the shit out stop. of him. Stop. Well, I'm all about you're the professionals here, right? I'm not saying anything's acceptable. Yeah. Do you understand that, like, hey, man, stop. You give a drunken sailor two chances, whatever the old phrase is. But after that, it's like, hey, man, we're still humans, and we're only making 100 bucks per se, and, you know, we're not we're not Justin Timberlake money up here. Yeah. I'm going to fuck you up, dude. Absolutely. But couldn't understand these 20-year-olds fucking wanting to fight me because we were like, Ugh. thought that <laughs> was dumb. So Hat and Steel, still together because you guys just see each other, you get tight. Do you guys? When's the last time you gigged? Um, it was about a month ago. We we oh, played sweet. a wedding. We played a wedding, and what's great about that? I love weddings. We get free food, and it's just we all just hang out. We all just hang out at the truck, and we just we just talk about the good times, man. And honestly, nice with this, with this specific lineup of Hat and Steel, it's probably the best lineup we've ever done. We've ever had. We got Greer Smith, top notch individual. Um. I would, I would, I would give him my social security number. Um, Jordy Fennel, Jordy Fennel, the same way. I've never meshed with a musician as well as I've meshed with Jordy. Um, so, Duncan, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. What do you play in the band? What do you I'm, do? The, band? I'm guitar number two out of okay. three. Um, hey, that's fine, man. Yeah, hey, Gris, Gris, good band's Gris, good band. 
Yeah, Greer's like the you know the rhythm guitar, and he sings, and he's the voice of uh, you know of an angel. And <laughs> and then Jordy, he he rips lead guitar like no one's like no one's business. Um, and it's just and it's all natural for him, you know. Like mm-hmm. there's no I, I'm gonna sit down with some lessons. That's I'm gonna play this because it sounds good and it sounds really good. Dedication's a lot of it too, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, if you're not going to get lessons, that's one thing. But if you yeah. always got that thing nearby or using your spare time to do it, you know, got that thing I'm assuming me. that's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. One of those guys. And then we got Steven Dixon and Steven has been around a lot. Um, he played with like Laney Strickland, Dixie Rec. He played with a lot of people. Um, and, and so we, just experience as well into the band. Yeah. Like you've got. And, yeah. And then we, and then whenever Lay Reynolds joined the band, Lay Reynolds played with uh, Craig Campbell. He's played with Lance Stinson, you know, that, that kind of thing. He's a harmonist like a motherfucker, and he 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 pushed me over the edge in terms of wanting to be a better vocal harmonist. Oh yeah, and is that something you've picked up? You know, yeah, I mean, in your I, time I and, and music just I, I try. He says, "Yeah, hit the fifth. and I'm like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right, so it gets technical at that point. So I was just trying to make a chord with the other with, vocal, with the other vocals because I don't I don't know any music theory, and I don't know how to read music. There's a few songs that I used to do it in when I played that. It's like driving. Like you just knew exactly when to do it. Yeah, it's just that's how. It. But the the point is, is every song you can, you yeah. just got to know how. Yeah. So I would do it, but I would feel it. I'd hear it. I'd be like, oh, that guy's definitely deep enough for me to go. You know what I mean? Like I knew it, but every song has that possibility. I can't do that. You know. Yeah. What I mean? You also don't want to overdo it. You don't want to. And you can't do it, it every five. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're going you, to an acapella you know, show. Yeah, you want to serve the song more than serve your serve the boys, and it's the same thing in wrestling too. Like right. you, you're not doing it to pop the boys; you're doing it to pop the crowd. Right. So you don't, you don't want to oversaturate everything, but you do want to have, make sure everything has a place. Good shit, man. So you guys got good fucking cards. So they played with Craig Campbell and all that. They, that they're from around that area, that central, south central Georgia, uh, southwest. Yeah. Yeah but, yeah, but now, like, like Stephen Dixon's from Millwood. Uh, Lay Reynolds, to my understanding, uh, is from outer space. But he's <laughs> he's now in he's now in you know northern Georgia, a little closer to me. You know, Stephen Dixon yeah, yeah. lives around the Waycross area. Jordy lives in Statesboro, and Greer lives in Hazelhurst. We're all separate. So we That's, even if we even if we man. wanted to practice, it would just be not feasible. Right. We don't need to practice because we're that good. And I hate to sound like an asshole, but we're no, no, that's, good. That's my job on this show, Duncan. So if you could back off on the assholeness, that's yeah. what I do here. Um, but no, I I understand it, and I, I think, and I'm not now. I sound like I understand it. People don't get it, but what I do mean is people that like this and listen to this part do understand what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, and I don't want to talk about how amazing you are too much longer. So you you put together a list. I want people to see the list because hey, you want to do this? Yeah, you're in. I'm well, in. Well, I just I just want to basically since we never got to have the interview whenever I lived in Camden County. Right, right. But what I wanted to kind of do was to just I, I made a list of bands in the time that I was in Camden County, and I was like, well, fuck. If we if you want to talk about whatever, let's talk about whatever. You know what I mean? Well, so it does help the development and the content of my my what I'm doing too because it's yeah I typically sit on the fence and we're gonna, we're going to sit on fences and, and brag and, and whatever you want to do man but at the same time you got something to say about some motherfucker then fucking say it yeah uh, I'm trying to start this uh, food review 
uh, local food review. I'm uh-huh. just going to plug my show for a second here yeah, while I look up. And so I've got a few recorded, man, but I don't want to do too many. Uh, I could probably just go to mine and find it. Uh, too many local guys and piss them off because I want to be honest. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I don't want the first person to. Look, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be impossible to get a 10 from me, you know? Yeah. So I don't want somebody to be like, hey, man, why'd you do that? Like, you hurt my business and blah, blah, blah. Because like, I'm not. I'm just trying to be honest. So yeah. what I think I'm going to do uh, is do like four or five or six like frozen pizzas, like frozen meals or something yeah. first. So people can understand what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> hey, man, like this is a four. You're six and a half. But you know, I just want to be honest. But it's measuring. So again, going to have to sit on fences. But. Yeah. The point about all this is I'm not going to. Like I'm going to be real and honest and hard fucking core. You should. And that's what I'd like you to be. So you started, you were a good guy that started, uh, you knew the list. So you started on Hatton Still. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And if you got anything else to say about him, we can. We can turn around and and, and Um, end on Hatton Still. But, uh, yeah, I mean, go to the next on the list. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with Hatton Still, Hatton Still is I'm thankful for everything that they've ever done for me, and I'm thankful that they took a chance on me. And there's not one negative thing I'll ever say about that band. And that's all. good, man. And like you said, tightness and just Tight. understanding each other. And that that's what makes us so good is that we we understand where we're going. We understand it's, what we're doing. It's natural. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's. Uh, okay. You've got a good buddy and you guys spent college together, you know, mm-hmm. like, or high school or whatever. And then you don't see him for four years. And then when yeah. you do see him, it's like, it's yep, great. Right back into it. No, nope. yeah. no skipping a beat. What have you been up to? Nothing much, man. You, yeah, nothing much. And then bam, you just start talking about anything anyway. Absolutely. Um, and that's when you hear about what he's been up to and vice versa. Yeah. That's the kind of band you're in. So people mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a dope ass fucking band. Check them yeah, out. And, and honestly, and, they, and they've always been number one. Like even even when I was in Bluff Five, Hatton Still was still always number one well, on your one. list. To like, no, no, like, like, oh, like if like we'll, we'll get to Bluff Five later, but um, they were always new director of the one. show. Everybody, huh? I said new director of the show. Everyone. Well, well, fuck, like <laughs> just like, kidding. Good. Like like with Hatton Still. If there was a hat and still booking, I called in sick to bluff five. That's how much I love right. that. That's yeah, that's what I was kind of getting at. I think. Um, I almost took my headphones off, but then I couldn't hear you. Stupid motherfucker, dude. Yeah. Uh, you just shit. Right. So next on the list is probably my favorite uh, name on the list, <laughs> and yeah. I've got to uh, again, I've got to make the show about me a little bit. Yeah, me and my. <laughs> yeah, of course, I know you. Um, my buddy is and I uh, had a rock band band. Mm-hmm. And we went, uh, we did a bunch of ecstasy and went on tour for like three nights in a row. Uh, uh, and our band name was In Heat. Just yeah. In Heat. Yeah. Uh, but again, the favorite name of probably all the bands you've played with is Duncan Cannon and the Bears, Bears in heat. heat. Yes. I think there's also uh, an implication about bears there <laughs> that kind of might be homoerotic. The thing uh, of- <laughs> I don't know. But go ahead and tell me about <laughs> Duncan Cannon played- and the Bears in Heat. I put together Duncan Cannon and the Bears in Heat. Um, because LL Creek was doing a festival called the Creek Revival Festival. Um, and back whenever I played the Creek a lot, they, they were very diverse in their music and I hope that they continue to be such because they're, they're one of my favorite 
people and my favorite place is LL Creek. Um, so there was a lot of country bands there, a lot of classic rock groups, but I wanted to do like a stoner rock thing with a gimmick. Um, okay. So basically, like like old Queens of the Stone Age stuff, like Ryan at like old like Ryan Adams stuff, but mainly right, yeah, yeah. mainly that fuzzy Queens of the Stone Age sound. And we did that, but the first time we did it, we all wore wrestling masks and Hawaiian shirts on stage, shirtless under that. Um, and that consisted no of. And this was my first musical interaction with Frank Sykes, who I don't know if you know Frank Sykes or not, but uh, T.W. Watts, Aaron Cooler, and Jason Chancey. And they're just dot, fucking dynamite musicians, multi-instrumentalists, all of them. Dynamite musicians. How is it that, like, we don't have to, this is maybe rhetorical, but, like, how is it that we find these people Um <laughs> In our lives, and that's great, but like it's also like we're lucky enough to find them because someone else and, and they're unlucky enough that someone else didn't find them and take them all the way to Hollywood. And, Absolutely, and get, you know what I mean? It's like we're lucky, they're unlucky. Yeah, <laughs> like, the thing that's crazy, yeah, I know that they are great wild. musicians. The thing that's wild is, um, I, I knew Jason because you know, we we obviously were musicians in the same circuit, and he was also a big wrestling fan, and I had him on commentary. At the Wayne Cannon tribute show, is that who was going? Yeah, that, there? that's who was going. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's he wonderful. Great, he, has oh, a real, he has a real old school mentality for the big like yeah, rock and roll old. express, like the NWA stuff. Like <laughs> I know, I know, I can rely. Very dusty roads of him, man. I know I can rely on Jason to be a bad motherfucker. Jason was, and I knew, I knew Frank a little bit, but I did, I wasn't like too big of friends with him. And then Jason was like, "Well, you can get Frank to play guitar too, and you know, we could use his band house and stuff." And and where we could practice and stuff. Just and then like it went from there. And I, I the think, shit out of Frank. Just use the shit out of him. Yeah, and that's, got a that's band. basically that's what blossomed the podcast that I do. And I, I thank Jason Chancy for introducing me to the great fucking human being that is Frank Sykes. Bro, I think I thank him tremendously. Guys, this is a comedy show. That was a bad joke. Everyone knows Frank Sykes is no, not a great no, dude. There was one time Frank told me a story about he was washing his dick with a bar of soap, and then it fell in. Oh, <laughs> it fell in his dick. He told me that. Now that's a true story, and and Frank isn't here to defend himself, so it is a true story. Oh, yeah, he is the best fucking dude. He, he, dude, he, he is. It out. He's uh, and I'll be quick about Frank and. Uh, this is a musician show, but I'll be quick about him as far as he gets. And you're, you're, you're in there too, man. And I've got a couple of friends. I've got a best friend that still we fight all the time. Cause he yeah. just doesn't get my humor. Like it is banter. It is. Let, there's no, you can't be relentless, but. Yeah. Oh, you're a child molester or you're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> These things just, it's a joke. Some, yeah. you know and I mean? I'm not saying anything super i'm not talking about wives and kids and bullshit but it's just yeah. i'm nailing you to the cross every once in a while absolutely people if, get if it you're, it's, you're, it's not i know you you're being funny you know what i mean frank's really good at that by the way friends that it's made me step trading. up my game because i've had to well, again coming from where i came from i had to take take a big step back a lot of times people just don't it's just me being funny or trying yeah. Well, no, well, not everybody. You guys are part of that, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, you got Begby fucking smashing bottles on people's heads. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's one. Of, it's the it's the best thing I can say about Frank is that uh, 
he knows how to be an asshole and he knows how to deal with other assholes. And it's he's, it's not part of his humanism. It's just part of his humor. He um, definitely only he his his goal is to make people laugh, but his goal is also to clown on anybody that oh, he can. everybody did. And that's it. He that's, takes that's every crazy. opportunity on you. Yeah. And so you guys clicked. Yeah. Um, and you were talking mm-hmm. about Jason Chancey. You guys all just clicked in the band. Yeah. And you guys, how long did you guys last? Are you guys still kind of we playing did two together? Shows. We did two whole shows. We did we did the festival, and then we played the creek one time. We didn't wear the mask. We just dressed as normal. Jason couldn't make that one because he was playing with Justin Spivey. But we got Aaron to play bass, so it was a four piece rather than a five. But it's still Lane. good. No, Aaron Cooler. Cooler. Aaron Cooler. He go he goes <laughs> by sleeve he goes by sleeve McDichael on Facebook. <laughs> so you just ruined his whole cover because he no, goes by that, so you don't find him. Um. So you played two shows with the great band. So Electric L is something that uh, anyone that's been part of my show or listened to my show will know that I play them. I play Aaron Lane and Electric Al a lot. I love I love Aaron, man. Was he part of the, the band at this time? Uh, that's yeah, a yes so, or no question. So Aaron was Aaron was the ringleader for Electric Al at the okay. end of the day. So take um, me away on Electric Al. Yeah, so I was introduced to Electric Al um aaron sent me a message saying that he needed a drummer for like a fill-in drummer for a gig at the 1904 opening for them vagabonds i said okay great great venue and it's a great venue and i got my ass kicked at that venue at at cosplay wrestling but i'll get back to that later (laughs) um (laughs) for another show bro yeah so aaron aaron's (laughs) like i need a drummer um i hear you're great you know because we we didn't really know each other that well um but then we we practiced and it was just me aaron and buddy Fuck Buddy Heron. But that's beside the point. We all practiced and we clicked. We played the show. It was good. Um, and then after that, the the gigs I would play after I was lead guitar. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, and and there's there was a couple different iterations. Like, I mean, Aaron Lane, Brad Lane, great people. Buddy Heron, uh, if if he jumped off a bridge, I would not grab him. All right, so we can skip around and fuck around. Uh, where did you play with Buddy Heron? Uh, every single Electric Owl gig I played with Buddy Heron. And that's that's the only he band? That's the only band you played with him? Yeah, that was the only band that I, that right. I played with him, and I would never play in a band with him ever again. All right, so here you got as long as you want, but let's fi- figure out why. Who the fuck uh, is Buddy Heron, and right. why do we don't like him? So Buddy Heron. You don't like someone, I don't like him. Yeah, so that's Buddy Heron. Buddy's always been a problematic individual, and and he was also in a band with Frank, an '80s cover band with Frank called Members Only, for a while. Dope fucking name, great name for an '80s cover um, band. Yeah, so Frank is good like that. That's what I'm trying to say about Frank, everybody. That's the guy. Follow him. He's, he's fucking clever. Awesome. But, but Buddy, um, Frank was telling me this story whenever, like, whenever I joined Electric Al for a little bit. Frank told me the story about how they played this venue. And Frank was shit talking it on Facebook while they were there playing the venue. Now, and once one, you shouldn't shit talk a venue. If you're a professional musician, don't shit talk a venue unless you're never going back there. Um, and and ever. don't do it while you're ever, there, ever, 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 because they could withhold your fucking pay. And then yeah. Frank had to pull the money out of people's asses uh, because because Buddy wanted to be a, a, an a, an R word. And then every every gig that I played. Buddy would always have this hair up his ass, like, "Well, we need to check with the bar. I want to make sure this." Blah, blah, blah. Dude, he was he was trying to assess, he was trying to have a power a power role. 
and I, and he was yeah, he's literally he's literally four foot ten. He's a short. He's really mm. short. He looks like a piece of shit. He looks like a minotaur. But <laughs> but the four foot ten with a horse's tech. And even though he's a subpar musician at best, who can, who doesn't have his own instruments, that's beside the point. The oh, the thing that oh, really that is amateur as fuck. No, too. the thing that really set me over the edge is whenever he sent Aaron a, a group of texts, right? Just trying to cool guy him. Like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm with this group in making for a sec, man. We're doing these great things and uh, man, you should just leave Waycross no almost you around and just shit like that. Like cool guy on Aaron making him a complete just he's a complete asshole to Aaron. And, fucking, it's and, not the first time I've heard people be an asshole to Aaron. I don't like that. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like Aaron Funny. is a misunderstood fucking musician. Misunderstood. Yeah. We'll talk about him later. This yeah, we is more on Buddy. Man. This is Buddy Buddy uh, Fuckface Heron. Buddy Fingerin. But this, yeah, fucking Huddy Baron decided to <laughs> Fucking just shit all over Aaron in this text. And then Aaron and then Aaron showed me the text and I put it on the Frank and the Jobber cover photo for a while. He's like, You should come to Kevin. Oh, Hall. I remember I think it's around the time I met you or around yeah. the time yeah, I started then, this. Yeah. yeah, and then I, I made the cover photo on the Frank and the Jobber page with his text, and it's like you should come to Capricorn Records where real where where real music is made. Fuck sure. you, buddy. Be there in a minute, bitch. I hope Buddy watches this. He can eat a dick oh, up. No, no, we'll send it to him. Please we'll send it to him. We'll give him the minute. Like the minute mark and everything, because yeah. I remember that motherfucker, and I remember picking out a friend of mine, and uh, that's all I remember. Fuck that guy. Yeah, uh, so, Taylor so Miller just commented, "Buddy, is plays that what it was? <laughs> was he just a doucher? Was he just a cool guy? Like, no. Also, well, he, let's he, touch he, on the fact that he didn't have his own musician or uh, instruments. Well, he did, but they were all broken. Um." But but he was always really friendly to your face, and he was always like, yeah, hug it out because he was he was big into the jam bands and stuff, and he wanted to emulate them. Family brother, but at the end of the day, he taught that shit to Aaron, and I was like, fuck you. At that point, I was like, I don't want to do any business with you. Aaron has been nothing but good to me, and that's my loyalty to my friends. Aaron, uh, it's like my loyalty to the good. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even friends. It's just good. There's good yeah, and bad, just, man. And I'm good to good people. And if if I sh if I see that you're trying to cool guy a good person, then you're not a good person. <laughs> well, and then um, it's point blank. Oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that and called it. I think that's Dude, funny. Taylor Miller. Taylor um, Miller's the best, my best friend on this planet. By the way, he's well, the best friend of all time. That's the funniest comment that I've ever posted live on my podcast, I think. <laughs> and that for the record, buddy, in a nutshell. For the record, I play bass with a pick if it serves the song. <sighs> you just ruined everything. I'm good. I'm I, I like I like the fingers, I like the slap, like Les Claypool. But if if the song if if I feel like the song needs a pick, I'll I'll use a pick. If if I, right. if I want that Motown, that you know, that Motown sound, I'll use a pick. All right. So we're just gonna see real quick if which is funnier. Right, so Buddy also plays bass with the pick. Duncan, Duncan also <laughs> plays bass. Um, we're going to go with that for a little bit. Oh, um, what a doucher. So, Buddy Heron, you can shoot to fuck all you want on him. We don't have to be back. We don't have to stop. I got to I'm say. I'm never playing with him anyway. Like, if, even if he asked me to, if he offered me a million dollars, I'd tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> 
um, because he probably fucks himself a lot. I'm sure. He's not getting laid by anyone else. <laughs> there we go. Bagpipes to banjos. We're going to keep going. I'm going to skip Rampage Band for a minute. Uh, unless you just have something real important to say, but well, I, I don't really have much to say other than I love Russ Story. He's a great guy. That's it. This is a shoot interview. Russ Story, great guy. He's love a great you, guy. buddy. Um, it, I just I know the Page Brothers band. Oh, I've seen the Page Brothers band quite a few times. They're fucking. I awesome. like them a lot. Uh, hold on, yeah, we wanted to see that. I like them a lot, man. And when I've seen them, so again, this is. People that are musicians and want to know about this and listen to this, this is what this interview is about. Uh, people that won't think it's cool to join a band, this is what it's about. Some of it, look, most of this is positive and great and tight and, and, and relationships and bonds, mm. but it's also honest. Like, if you got a bad thing to say, <laughs> I'm, about I'm not, to do it. I'm I, not I, trying I, to tell you to say anything yeah. bad about the Page Brothers here. I just mean, I have nothing to lose, uh, but with, with the Page Brothers band, I have nothing but respect for them, and it is fucking natural. Like every time I go to play with the Page Brothers, so I'm good. like, like yeah. whenever whenever Travis or Dakota, they're like, "Hey, we we need like a fill in bassist on this day." And I'm like, "Oh, so good," because I love John, but I'd love to play bass for the Page Brothers band because it is just blood and guts, classic country and blues, and it's it's it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun gig. Yeah, they they're fun to see. <clears throat> um, like seriously, I I love seeing. It's, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's sad that Jay's in my town's closing, but uh, I'm putting on my dad's shoes. I'm moving. I'm buying a mansion. Um, that's yeah. how much money my podcast and uh, my lame ass fucking podcast that you guys want to all fucking hate on. I am buying a mansion and I'll show it to you when I close later this month. Um, yeah. People don't get it, dude. I'm fucking I got banned from YouTube. That's how international I am. Oh, um, but the Page Brothers. They played in my hometown a lot, and and that that venue's going away, which sucks, and I, I don't like that. But yeah, goodness gracious, they were great. I really, really like them. If you're in Jacksonville and you can see the Page Brothers, check them out. Yeah, and also, um, yeah, John John from the Page Brothers. I have the biggest connection with him because we had played with Faith Jackson together, and you know, um, you probably heard me say "fuck Faith Jackson" on my podcast a whole bunch. Please go. But Fuck. no, no, no Fuck I have Faith to, Jackson right now. Why yeah, on my podcast? Yeah. Please. She owes me two thousand dollars. Fuck Faith Jackson. Um, Faith, Faith Jackson. John Graham played with us a couple times. He dressed as Roddy wow. Piper and he dressed as Macho Man Randy Savage for a Halloween show. Awesome. It's so fucking cool. And Justin, Justin Moore, who played with Electric Al for a little bit, and he he played. Um, you know, he's he also played with Faith. And he dresses a clown, knowing that. Faith is deathly afraid of clowns. <laughs> he did a David Lee Roth star jump off the stage. <laughs> He's just like rubbing on her back during a solo or doing like yeah, a harmony. I'll have to send you. The <laughs> I'll have to send you the picture. That's it's so funny. I don't understand how people are fucking afraid of clowns, man. Uh, my cousin James uh, in, sister, in Lost and Found deathly afraid of clowns. My sister is one hundred percent like phobia. I grew yeah. up with her. I had the same upbringing. You know what I mean? Like, essentially. Yeah. Zero clown fear. It's a fucking clown. My sister yeah. definitely afraid. I don't know what movie it was, what it was when she was four, six. I don't know. It's, a, it's fucking Stephen King's It, always. It's a weird, I don't want to call it fetish, right? But definitely a weird fear. It weird is a weird phobia. I understand spiders. I understand the unknown of, like, science and yeah. ooh, snakes and water and... It's a classic. It's a guy dressed up, dude. Yeah. It's it's a dude just dressed dressed up. 
Like, the fuck? Some of them give you double cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, don't understand. Come on, dude. Dude, I, dude, for the longest time when I was a kid, I did not want to eat McDonald's because I thought Ronald was making the burgers, and I thought that his clown paint was getting in the burger. Um, I'm not trying to one-up you here. I'm just trying to say that I 100% understand how important that is to a, ch- a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, I know that you believe that, and I know it's true. Do you know what I was afraid of? When I would took first communion, or not first communion, when I would take communion, mm-hmm. and they were, this is my body. Yeah. No shit. Oh, yeah. No shit. All my life, dude. All my right, life. I was, I was, I was scared of like getting part of his feet and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like sitting at, at eight years old, going, "Well, if I don't get his like bottom of his feet cap. today." Yeah, I'm not shitting you because the teach. I'm, I'm in Catholic school. They're like, "Yes, he sacrificed his body. This is his body," yeah. and I'm like. Oh, dude! I had, a few G- I had a few Jesus in my day, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm staunch Catholic, um, or raised that way. Uh, I baptized my kid Catholic, but you know, I'm, I'm all, you know, I'm out there. I'm, yeah, almost agnostic, if you will. I, but I was, ba- I was baptized Catholic, and then the church got torn down. So I don't, I think it's null and void. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it it's just fucked, man. Uh, anyway. I, yeah, man, I was just so scared to eat Jesus's feet every Sunday. <laughs> I didn't even think about dick. Like that's how innocent I was. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I wasn't thinking about butt and dick. Jesus, I was dick. thinking straight up about like <laughs> I hope I don't get like the bottom of his feet. I'm like eight nine. Like yeah. I'm not thinking him with your dick at that point. You don't like, want a dirty one. You don't want a dirt in the feet. Right. I'm just yeah, like you don't want a dirty one. Not as oh yeah, man, not, that's know, what I was thinking. Clean. I swear, I swear to God, I was thinking I was eating every week. Anyway, uh, I played with this next band. I was the lead singer and harp. Oh, look, I actually have it. Can't really do shit on a G. I played with Black Sheep. I can shoot on them for hours. No, Black Sheep, my experience with Black Sheep was mostly positive. Um, Trey Hogarth, there's a picture of the clown. Oh, there it is. That's just. Oh, that's great, dude. <laughs> Look, if there's gonna be a scare, a clown I've ever scared of, that's it. And if you but see behind him, the boss is gonna slap him because he's. If a you look behind him, look behind he's him, here? and that's John. That's John with a Roddy oh. Piper T-shirt, right? <laughs> and then the behind the drums is me dressed as Macho Man Randy Savage. You can't fucking see that. I was Macho Man one Halloween. Excellent. Yeah. Look, dude, I got the fucking jacket right here. Justin closed oh. on me and Rascals, and I took a bump on the hard floor. That's a fucking awesome jacket, dude. My wife made this shit, dude. God, your wife's Tassels. awesome. See, she was my girlfriend at the time. God, she's fucking rad, dude. She dyed her hair brown to be my Miss Elizabeth. God, that's that's like, fucking dedication. Yeah, or like reddish. Yeah, she's my girlfriend. God, that's dedication, time. dude. Yeah, right? Cool shit. Let's get rid of this fuck. <laughs> Justin probably not going to watch this. Black Sheep Blues Band. I don't know Trey. Mostly positive. That way, Trey I played with him a long time ago. Yeah, Trey. Trey was a is a was well, still is. He's only getting better as the days go by. He's a great drummer. Um, and we love talking wrestling. Like whenever we can, like we'll just talk wrestling on Facebook sometimes. Jesse, amazing motherfucker. Ska. Like he's like me and him bond on ska. Ska. Fucking ska. That's dude. fun. You need a band like that, I think. Yeah, you need diversity in the band. 
when I played with them, I was brought in. I'll be honest. They were like, hey, man, uh, I heard you were good at rock band and you sing. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I'm not good at video games, but I'm I'm a really good drunk karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I think what happened, man, I was like, you know, they have all these difficulties. Yeah. And I'm. it was one of those songs I knew I knew. I don't know which one, but I'm like, who the fuck puts this shit on easy? Like expert or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I nail this fucking. I'm hammered. Yeah. And so for the rest of the night, that was my job. Just bullshit. And then you start taking serious, and it gets mm-hmm. weird. But yeah, I think Bob approached me and was like, "Hey, man, uh, where'd you sing on Rock Band? You want to sing with this man?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'll Fuck try it man, out." Dude. That was terrible. I didn't know what I was doing. Very yeah. amateur. And I moved away, and I came back and rejoined them. And I learned a little bit and knew yeah. what I wanted to do, and was pretty good. And I think what happened, in my opinion with them is at that time anyway, was, and I'm not trying to sound like a diva here, but it's like, hey, man, if you want to do this, let me roll with it. Let me do this. Let me be the front man. Let me fucking know. But he was so loyal to this bass player I'd be playing with for 20 years in a different band and this other guy. And it was just real, like, old, like, I don't like spiders and snakes, acoustic-y. Yeah. It just sucked. And you'd lose the crowd after I did like two, like a use me, 13 minute use me. And then it was like, all right, Brad's turn to sing. Yeah. And that's what killed me on that band. It was just like, you've got six directions. Um, Also, I was a fan of practice at least once a week, but I'd be like, all right, man, this song, this song, this song, it's two, it's 2012, whatever it is, 15, 18. You guys can look this up on YouTube at least once. Listen to yeah. three minutes. You got a whole week. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't do it. So like we yeah. get to the next I, week I'm and be like, all right, man, yeah, hit me with this Jimi Hendrix one we practiced last week. Like, which one? I've never heard it before. Like, yeah, I'm a big so fan of doing no, homework. Yeah. Like, that's part of your right. job. Like, there you it is. List and you don't know a song. Listen to it and learn it. Right. And it and it's, and and that might sound like a task to some people because some people like to look at the chart, skip. But at the end of the day, like you can learn shit by ear and you can get the gist of it and you can get through it. At the very least, listen to the song. Yeah. Understand the song. And the thing about Bob and, and you know, and, be, and, I'm not, I'm not a praying person, but like I, I'm, yeah, I'm sending all my good vibes to Bob right now. I was going to say that about Bob. Um, I've had issues with Bob personally on different levels. Got nothing to do with music. He politics politics and stuff like that uh but i will say this about bob as far as the band goes he did support me he's a loyal guy to all those other people he he's He's built a fucking big back practice garage in his house he's dedicated dedicated he he wants his goal in life he wants people to do this for a living but he's he also wants other people to succeed 100 percent. he's a charming funny stupid goofy guy humongous and he's got a huge cock, I'm and you know, big vibes to him. Big, big vibes to him. Uh, yeah. Any, any issues I ever had with him aside, one hundred percent. He's a, he's a decent human being. He is, I think, and, and he's a, a hell of a musician. I mean, he's got Absolutely. no confidence in himself, but I think that's what maybe brings out the whole. Oh, you don't have drums, but you play them. Well, oh, come practice. I've got a ton. Yeah. Like, he's just yeah. that guy. He's got. He like, he's a dedicated a musician. And also, I play with Tony Paquin. And he's that a guy, monster, he came to, monster he came guitar to practice player. with us once. Yeah, he probably just didn't like me because he quit. He's like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to join the band. He's a young guy at the time, 
But wow, that guy's good at guitar. He rips, dude. And then, the, and then John, the vocalist now, like, I don't have much to say. I mean, he, he, he does his job. Um, and whenever I joined, he was kind of the shits, but he's getting better and better. He's, he, he, that's the thing about John is he, he's committed to getting better. Right. And look, I'll, uh, I, I think Joe King is a little polarizing at times for, for, for certain people, but that guy, I remember when he was shit karaoke singer, if you yeah. will. And God, was he just dedicated to getting better and better? You can do this for a living. And that's a pretty fucking cool thing. And that's my only regret about Camden County is that I never got to play with the makers. The makers are, they're hot, man. They're hot and they're good. They're, they're the band I want to be in. They're the they're band hot. I want to make. They're, they're everything. Uh, they're, I, I hate that I never got the chance to play with them. They are hot. Uh, I remember Ivy West band. Uh, I, I, they're one of mine. I think I won't say regrets or anything. Cause I didn't get into too much, but good gracious the Ivy West band were close, man. They were close yeah. in my opinion, but they're gone. Uh, but no, the makers are hot. If you haven't seen the makers, check them out. If you're especially if you're listening from local, um, so we're getting we're getting to the nitty gritty. Uh, Carl Davis and the Tanglers. Uh, I don't Justin Spivey Band and Tracy yeah. Maddox. So, so Carl, Carl Davis, I played one gig with them, and it was just a fill in because John Peavy he was playing slide with them. And John I like Peavy, John, man. So he's like, sounds like Derek Trucks. He's genuine human being, and he was like, oh, yeah, he's hey, I'm in, town. I'm in town, come jam." So I just went and jammed with him for a Jays for a few set a few sets, and then I went. I must home. have been. I think I was there that night. You might have been. Perhaps. You might yeah. have been. Um, and I was just playing with I was just playing with John and that that rhythm section of that band. I don't know either of their fucking names, but they're so tight, dude. Well, you know, maybe I wasn't there that night. It was the night we maybe did your podcast, but John was there, I believe. Playing. Um, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, I was there when John and you played at at uh, Jay's, and that was great. Great for great. He's great, and they live in like Hazelhurst or something too. No, John. Drive John, two hours to get here. No, John lives in uh Florida. He lives in uh close to Tallahassee or some shit like that. There John, it is. John, yeah, west a little bit. Tell me where you live. Comment on this. Yeah, he'll listen later. Send me a bag um, of money. Uh, uh, who's next? The Justin Spivey Band. I filled in for Austin one time. I know Paul. He's great. Paul Spy or Paul Ivy. <laughs> Not, yeah. ne- never mind. Fuck me. So, um, J- once again, Jason. Jason was a bass player for Justin Spivey. Top-notch musician and one of my best friends. Um, he put me in. He was like, "Hey, yeah, Austin isn't drumming. We need a drummer for this gig at uh, Moonshiners." In in Brunswick? You're asking me like I fucking know, but I, mean, I think it was Moonshiners or something like that. And we played it, and I I thought I did a really good job. That was just me. You enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it mostly because I like being in the rhythm section with Jason. We we lock in like fucking Legos. That's so. It's just always so tough to me to think about, like especially drums, man. Drums is a it's a tough fucking thing to play. It is, and that's why I quit playing drums. I never <laughs> played drums again in my life. It's so loud. Or I'll so get to that. I'll so fucking loud. get to that. Oh, let's. So let's. I think you're about to get to that, right? Yeah. Tracy Maddox, shout out. Um, you're great. We love you. Also, Buff Five Band. Let's hit it. I think this is where you wanted to talk about why we started this show. Uh, um. I mean, just hit me with some buff bop and info and, and vibes and news and, and yeah, we'll, so, get to, uh, we'll get to the rest. So Bluff 5, for for the most part, was a very positive experience, for the most part. Um, there were occasions where I was fed up, um, and that had all to do with Skip. And I'll just go so ahead and play. playing the same shit. 
Well, no, it's not just that. It's just the way he approached certain things and his business practice. To me, I could have, I wish he would have let me take the reins in booking because yeah. I would have got us more money, just to put it as bluntly as I could. Um, Fair enough. But the, and, and honestly, the, I would say whenever COVID hit, that's when we started locking in as a really tight, wonderful band. And that's all to do with the fact that we were holding up practicing and we were playing yeah. gigs still during, even when COVID started, like, I mean, we had like about a month off, but after that we were hitting it hard and we hit it hard, like, you know, two to three times a week, just playing gigs. And we were hitting it hard. And I, we were tight. We were so tight. Right. And then I started feeling like it started turning into a job for me. And then, then that's not fun. No, it, it's, it, there's a point where it it's doesn't get fun. fun. No, there's a point where it doesn't get fun anymore. But there's also a point, there's a resurgence in that. I'm not saying that's where it was until I quit. I'm saying no, no, sure, sure, there, sure, was, sure. there was definitely, you know, the, the peaks and valleys and so on and so forth. But the, the one constant is that I was, some sometimes the band was guilt tripped into learning material. Um, By Skip? Yes. And sometimes, we, I felt like we weren't getting paid what we deserve. By skill. No, 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 no. Just, okay. just by the, just by the venue as a whole. I feel like we could have gotten ask. more money because we're that good. Oh yeah. You know. I think they're good. Um, and everyone, you guys get a crowd. And yeah, Buff absolutely. In there, and people are and like, oh, we, five tonight. And what we don't make up for in booking in a in a booking fee is tips. But at the end of the day, our booking fee should have been higher. Um, and the other constant is that Skip never turned his monitor down, leaving for a, a, an unpleasant experience on stage. Fucking hell, man. But that's, that's, the only, that's one of the ultimate. That's one of the ultimate. So, like, we can talk about his character and stuff all you want. No, but no, no. One of the ultimate is doing that. No, but the the those were just the constants, and there were there were times where the where the fucking peaks were over the constant. You know, sure. like, um, where we would mesh. Well, like, as musicians, we meshed really well. Um, and I want to just preface this by saying Bryce has the brightest mind for the instrument of the electric guitar. And Bryce is one of the nicest, most humble human beings on the face of this planet. He has been nothing but an amazing person to me. And we bonded a lot because we rode to all the gigs together. And, and oh, we stuck with yeah. blast fucking limp biscuit on the way to gigs, dude. Like that shit was a blast, man. Like your like, fucking face tonight, you know? Dude, it was so good, man. It was a good time <laughs> with me and Bryce. And Bryce has all the potential in the world. And Sharon is, has a heart of fucking gold as the bass. She's the bass player. Heart of fucking gold. Not one bad thing to say about Sharon. Um, the only bad thing I have to say about Jackie is that she has yet to even speak to me. Or even thank me for my contribution to the band whenever I left. I yeah, understand even, not expecting any thank yous, but not even to talk to you. Like no, not even not? one, not one fucking syllable. Do you think? And I, and uh, I put my life on. I, you know, I'm not gonna say I put my life on the line. That's a little dramatic, but I definitely have to have surgery because of this band. Yeah, tell me about that, um, and then why you think just drumming yeah, is, is often. Yeah. Drumming as often as I did, I, I had a foot surgery when I was 11 years old, and I have an implant that's in my ankle, right? Because yeah. so, I, I had flat feet, made my foot not flat. 
Um, in playing drums for that amount of time, they relied on me as I relied on them. I needed to make rent. They needed a drummer. It was yep. like a like a parasitic relationship. So I was playing drums for a year straight, uh, upwards of four days a week. The minimum at the absolute least was two. Just and I played so much that the implant in my ankle backed out. Oh fuck! So and I'm in excruciating pain. And you know you know you're in pain whenever um, you fucking whenever it hits a certain nerve and you just start laughing. Mm. You know you're in fucking pain. Mm, I know exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, yeah, like, like right, like right now, I just, I just, yeah. I want to just rip my foot off. But regardless, um, whenever we got up here to our new place, I immediately sold the drum kit and started getting recording equipment. And I'm only a yeah. guitarist and bassist now. Yes. Fuck the drums. I will never play drums again. You and have surgery in this band, still playing with them afterwards. Then you move, but you're still willing to play. Well, I didn't have and, surgery in the band. I'm saying the surgery. Oh, uh, uh, surgery in your kid, but yeah, you, no, your no, shit. I have to have, yeah. No, I have to have surgery because of the band, and actually, right. that's, that's next, what you're saying. That's in you like a week to, and a half. Yeah. So yeah. you're playing well, you move, but you're still willing to play, and they're just like, well, well and, and that's the thing. Like, um, I was Which, bitter. I was bitter about it, but I'm not anymore. I get well, it. Well, there's two sides to take, but. It's about the way you're treated, man. And the, the no, show well, no, or this interview is about you telling whatever the fuck and, you want to say. Yeah, correct. And the thing is, I was treated very well for the most part. Um, but I, I was very bitter about how I left the band at first. But I, I get it because it didn't line up quite right. Because yeah, I yeah, was yeah. to move and then I was going to finish out the dates in April. But... Skip goes on vacation at the end of May and then they start back in June. So I could finish all those dates in April, but in that time they couldn't have a new person for the new spot in June without practicing with them. So what they did was they were like, well, why don't we just take the new guy and just put him in on these gigs? That way it would be a paid practice. You know what I mean? That way, yeah. that way they're going to get tight and it's a smooth transition. I totally understand that. Um, but in that, I will say I struggled for a long time. And I say yeah, a long yeah, time, yeah, we're sure. here now, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, I know you're saying. Um, the thing about it is Bryce called me because Bryce is. The Bryce is the dope one. Bryce, Bryce is, is a good guy, everybody. Bryce is the absolute dope. Nobody else is your coffee. Except Sharon. <laughs> Sharon's Sharon great. Sharon and Bryce. Sharon and Bryce are great. But, but Bryce, upstanding guy, he never bullshit me on anything. He called me and he was like, we're thinking about uh, using the other guy for the rest of april and i was like that's fine i mean i need the money but i get it you know um I, I was very bitter about it after the call but um i made it a point to call skip because i knew he wouldn't call me and i was like hey so i heard the news and uh it's been a pleasure and he didn't say anything yeah so i just like yeah. yeah shit like that man like, that's skip, just a bit skip, of character me, me and skip butted heads a lot because of our volume. And I played, I played really loud on stage too, but I played loud on stage because his monitor was loud. His monitor was loud. loud. I was playing loud. And it was this big spiral of, of, of a big death, stubborn spiral. bullshit. But at the end, what, what I didn't like was whenever we were at practice, we had this, we had this clipboard of songs that we were going to learn and skip would always add songs to it. But then we wouldn't even look at it. We, he would just be like, I spent like a hundred hours learning this song. Uh, we should do this song. Uh, and I was like, oh, so because you already learned these songs, you did this. Trip me into learning the song. Like, I don't want to play fucking jump, dude. I do not want to play jump by Van Halen. Beep, beep, boop, boop, 
Yeah, but the thing is, what a, no, and, 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 should not and play that said, unless they do he, all eighties. He said, "I'll learn this song note for note," which he did. He did not learn it to a metronome, and I was like, "Can can you can you learn this to a metronome?" In which he no. said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll practice to a metronome." We do it next week. Out of time again. It sounds like a fucking jumbled mess. Might as well jump. Might as well. <laughs> and so whenever I made the decision to move, I, I, it was bittersweet because I really, actually, really enjoyed playing the music. I really enjoyed yeah, playing but- with that group of people. But then the con started outweighing the pros. Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, my wife got a good opportunity up here. Mm. Why am I not taking it? I should this 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 is a sign that I should do my this is a sign that I should do my own thing um in being creative. And granted, I kind of like the fact that I'm not playing music as often as I was because now I get to spend more time with my family. You know what I mean? If I do have a gig, it's it's worth getting out the house for. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not playing the fucking surf where they tell you to turn down every fucking three seconds. Like, why have me, man? Why have us? Dude, and that's the thing, and that's that was one of the straws that broke the camel's back for me. In that, the surf, we played the surf. The last time I played the surf, the owner kept walking up to us and was like, "Hey, can you can you turn down? Can you please turn down? Can you please turn down? Can you please turn down?" down?" They told us that like seven times. So I'm playing drums. I'm playing drums as quietly as I can. Like I'm I'm like like real like real fucking and like Dorisa Van keeps looking back at me. Dorisa Van keeps looking back at me like, "Why are you playing like that?" And I'm like. Because that motherfucker, he says he wants it quiet. He's going to fucking get it quiet. And Ooh, I'm gonna play, I played as softly as I could. So, um, nice shoot, so, so to speak. I know that you had something to say about a local radio station. Or, oh, yeah. About MK Bay, and I, I'm going to miss the oh, hell out of Lauren, the morning DJ. Yeah, I saw, I saw Lauren move, and I wish her nothing but the best. Oh, she's um, amazing. At the, I worked for KBay for a year. I worked there for like four days once. Yeah. And I Neil, dream and then I, I will say Neil Ardman is a big, guy. Neil Ardman is a big fucking man child with a, with a Napoleon God complex. <laughs> and that is the owner of our local <laughs> The owner of K-Bay 106. 106.3. He treated me like a piece of shit. And I, my job was to edit television for his television station, Folk TV. If you watch uh, Bonanza at any point in time, I've edited it. No, so, sure. yeah, so I edited his television for a year straight, and that was my job. And he was like, "Hey, I need uh, I need these weeds pulled. I need I need uh, I need you to do landscaping work over at uh, San Jose." And I was like, "Yeah, my fucking job. You're paying me peanuts, motherfucker. You're paying me peanuts." I remember I did sales for him. Yeah. Uh, for a few days. And I just knew he was just not going to pay me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, hey, go get these, can, you know, go try and get these ads. And I'm like, oh, I know this was, oh, well, then the salesperson that's been here for 40 years has already got that. So my job was to drive 200 miles a day in Florida and try and find ad space. Um, and I fucking smoked a cigarette. And he's like, you smoke? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'd have never hired you. I was like, first of all, I'm not walking into deals, fucking, you know, whatever. But I just was like, dude, I just put like 500 miles in my car in three days to set appointments. I was done. Yeah, Um, Neil's a big fucking child. I didn't like what was going on with. Now I was new there when the Steels had sold, just sold it. So. 
and here's the I thing: a little bit of like, ah, man, what the fuck's going on here? Thing too. Let me tell you. Let me tell you just how lazy he is. He'd be in his office in the back, right? And there's a phone. There's like a conference, like like a phone, like an intercom thing in the yeah, yeah, yeah. of the thing. And he would just rather than put forth any effort to press the button and be like, "Hey, Duncan, can you see me in my office?" He would just scream, "Duncan, I need to see you right now!" Across the fucking across the whole studio. And I'd get in there. I'd walk in his office, and he'd be like, "Hey, I need." I need to- <coughs> I'd walk up in there and he'd be like, I need you to edit like three episodes of Ozzy and Harriet, please. And I'd be like, okay. Fucking, I, you have my number, just fucking text it to me. Or get your get your ass up and tell me. I don't know where we cross any lines or nothing, but I have saw the guy and this is what I'll say about him is, this is true. It's a 100% true story. I saw him in Publix, you know, trying meat from yeah, the deli. Yeah. Do you know is. what I mean? Like yeah. you do. But this like credit where credits due or asshole or assholes do you guys decide it was like well, I don't know, give me one of those. Whoa, give me one like and it was just like you wanna try one of those too? And it was like and he just like uh opts for his uh like a pound of his usual. Do you know what I mean? Like but he's being a little bit of a dick about it. He's not like, oh that's good, man. Hey honey, you wanna try it? You know like, Hey, the that's thing, good, man. Can I try one of those? It's a. Oh, never mind. Just give me a half pound of ham. I, I will. I will end the conversation about Neil by saying he will sit on his own nuts and cry for help, and he's a fucking child. That's how fucking lazy he is. He will sit on his own fucking nuts and cry for help. The piece of what? shit that he is. <laughs> Neil Arbin is a piece of shit. End of there fucking story. That's my man, uh, Duncan. Let's have a little fun before we get out of here. Okay. You are you you bass? Do you want to play bass or rhythm guitar here? Oh fuck. In, in an ideal world, you're in a world famous band. Do you want to play bass or rhythm? I like bass a lot. All right, so you're, it, it you're playing bass. Or, if it depends on if well, I'm singing or not. You're not singing. All right. Bass. You're playing bass. For sure, For sure bass. All right. You're playing bass. True bass player at this point. Six string if you want. I need you. world famous or not world famous. Give me your other three in the lineup. Like famous, you can go with five. World, whoever you want, okay. your dream five piece. You're playing okay. bass. Drummer, I would say. Fuck, hold on. Let me think about that for yeah, a second. Yeah, it's fine, man. Drummer Joey Castillo with the Misfits and Queens of the Stone Age. So I was gonna say that's Queens of the Stone Age. Misfits. I never got into. I I, I wasn't um, a big Misfits guy. If you like you're metal Danzig, after Danzig, fuck Misfits. Don't know shit about that. Don't know that reference. That's how old I am. That they being said, the misfits metal drummers fuck. can go anywhere, right? Yeah. Like metal bass players can go anywhere. I'm my oh, opinion. Yeah. Like, so um, I know he's good. And Queens of the Stone Age is a fantastic band. So well, well, Castillo on drums. Top three. Yeah. Joey Castillo on drums. I would say <sighs> Lee Guitar. Yeah. Lee Guitar. I would probably put, I would put Justin Moore, the guy I played with. Awesome. Justin so Moore, wonderful, wonderful human. Justin Moore on lead. Look Justin Moore on lead. Um, I would say me on bass, and we'd just be a fucking power You're trio. You're on bass. No, give me a fucking rhythm and a vocalist. All right, ri- fucking rhythm guitar. Again, they could be fucking dead alive. I don't care. Just, just yeah, rhythm perfect guitar. Five, but it's got to be a five piece. Rhythm guitar, I would say Frank. All right, just to have that camaraderie. Yeah, with, I mean, yeah he's a good musician, so to speak. Uh, rumor yeah. has it. But to have that on stage. You, so it's your three. You got Castillo... Carrie in the back. 
Who's yeah. belting the tunes, man? Who's belt? Who's fucking singing, huh? Um, fuck. I mean, it's easy to go with Robert Plant or something, but Country Dick can. Montana. Who? Country Dick Montana. And who's Country Dick Montana? Can Country I Dick him? Montana is a fucking baritone uh, from the Beat Farmers. He was the baritone singer of the Beat Farmers, which is one uh, my, my one of my all time favorite bands. And they did never got the credit they deserved. But Country oh, Dick Montana, the Beat Farmers, he died. Dead. He yeah. died playing drums. He died at the gig dead. on his drum set. He sing so he, playing drums. So so he, he would play drums. He would play drums, and then whenever it was his turn to sing. Uh, the guitarist would go play drums and he would sing and put forth a fucking, he would build it out, dude. He so was a strong people. Country Dick. I'm going to have a good time this afternoon listening to some Country Dick Montana. No, it's the um, Beat Farmers, but the Country Dick Montana Beat Farmers is Chef's Kiss. Gotcha. Ooh, Chef's Kiss. Chef's From a guy kiss. that also does food reviews and you do some good food stuff. I think you have, uh, what's your Instagram? Duncan makes things, cooks things? Duncan cooks food. Duncan cooks food. Check it out. It is fun, man. I like hanging out, man. I like uh, I like doing this, and I definitely like your following you on Instagram. Yeah, Duncan cooks food. Check that out, people. Um, I mean, anything else to fucking say about uh, haters and um buttholes like Buddy? Before yeah, we no, get out of no, here, Buddy can eat a dick up and hiccup. But everybody, follow Frank and the Jobber on YouTube. It's my podcast, and if you don't, you're a piece of shit. Love you. <laughs> Stick around. I'm gonna end the broadcast, but I want to talk to you for just a minute. We're, uh, yeah. we're this was great, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, have a great day. Duncan Cannon has just changed the world today. Changed the I'm gonna show. go eat sushi now. I don't know what to play. So I'm so poor, dude, that I just like literally play things that say copyright music. Find the perfect oh, song for your video in five ad. Oh. Uh, Someone just play it. So uh, <laughs> like a, it's just like so I don't get arrested or sued. I just. Hey, Hatton Stills, on literally says it. Play my music. I'll give you permission right now. Ah, fuck it. I already played this. All right, man. Take care. I love you.